up, everybody? We call it soccer. That's Michael. I'm Walker. How you doing today? Beautiful Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it is. It is a nice one. Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, how are you? That was a trick question. It's actually overcast. A little less nice than it has been the rest of the weekend, is it? But you know, I- I'm good. I'm good. All in all, all in all, I'm good. Um, it's sunny. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I only see blue skies for miles ahead of me. Maybe in the uh, the alternate reality that is the state of Florida, but <laughs> over here, it, it's it's kind of overcast. Um, anyway, the USA are winning the 2022 and the 2026 World Cup. Um, that's that has to be anybody's reaction when watching this. You know, past few games in this window, it's absolutely smoked Morocco, smoked them. Um, generous draw to, to Uruguay, I'd say. And then just Granada should have not shown up to play. Um, that last game's kind of a throwaway just based on the difference in skill of the opposition. But all in all, I'm, I'm, I'm super optimistic as from what I've seen from us. And then you contrast that with Iran being tin pot, Wales being tin pot outside of Gareth Bale, and then England being at the bottom of the Nations League group, having not won a game in their three games. They haven't won a single one. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about the USA. It's it's yeah, I won't I won't go as far as you, you know, anointing them uh campeones, but uh they'll win it all. You know what I mean? Uh but no, yeah, definitely uh they're they're all tough games in their own respect, but I wanna kind of single out England, like watching them play. The, these guys, like, they can't finish. Like, they can't score. Like, they need penalties to tie games. They, it's, it's so shocking that a team with that much star power up front needs to squeak by and get, you know, controversial goals. Um, with a Germany, Kane, when he got fouled, he was offsides. They shouldn't even got the penalty. And they got it, and that's how they got a draw, or else they would walked out of there pointless or point. <laughs> Touche, uh, but they would have walked out of there without a point. Um, but uh, yeah, it's you know maybe it's because some of their better players aren't in form or normal players aren't in form, but whatever it may be. But it's not looking good for them. But as always, they are pretty sound defensively. So I think that'll be a testy game, along with all the other two games in a in our group. They'll all be pretty testy, feisty, very physical group. I'm predicting very physical. Yeah, definitely a lot of shins going to get kicked there. A lot of geopolitics going on. A lot of a lot of bragging rights going on. Really, the the naming rights of the sport itself are arguably at stake in that World Cup group. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling super great about it. Um, England looked terrible, but who is who do you who do you think is shown shown the most in these in these three uh three matches for the U.S. in terms of raising their stock? Maybe using it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, I'll, I'll go with one of the more obvious ones, but I'll go with uh, Luca, Luca De La Torre. Um, he, we kind of text about it. He offered something that not many of our midfielders can offer at this point, you know, his progressive dribbling, which, you know, we got a couple of guys who are good at that. But um, one thing that he has that not many of our other dudes have is that creative final pass, that creative vision, that range of pass, you know, and the willingness to kind of try some of those trickier balls, like trying to break lines, that sort of thing. 
and he'll do it whenever there's an opportunity. You know, he's not shy. He's not scared. Low blocks, like, I feel like he'd relish that opportunity just to be able to try and pick people apart. And um, that's really the one thing that our main midfield lacks, you know, and uh, I think him, the way he's played, yes, it was against Granada and um, some lesser teams, but he did show up and played well in the two uh, other friendlies that we had. Um, I liked him in Morocco. He kind of sat a little deeper, and I thought that was really cool that, you know, he kind of showed he could do it. I don't know if he can do it alone, but that he's able to do it in, like, a pinch. And, uh, you know, then against Uruguay, played pretty well as, uh, as well. And then Granada just absolutely ran the show. He had a guy who had four goals, and he was still man of the match. So, um, yeah, I definitely think he's uh, booked his ticket for Qatar, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely booked his ticket for Qatar. I, I would like to see him get a move as well. There's rumors of him moving. I mean, his team just did get relegated. Um, I think he's too good for the second division. Sorry. Um, but I, I absolutely agree with you. He was definitely my uh, my MVP, so to speak, for these three games. Just Especially the final pass, man. In that Granada game, he, he picked so many just like nice balls, like sweet diagonals, little, little heavy-weighted. Uh, it was it was it was amazing. He just yeah. played so so good, ran the game, and yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him in a in a deeper pivot again. You know, we got plenty of nations leagues. We're gonna get some more friendlies in. So I don't know. I I, I definitely I definitely think he not only booked his t- ticket to Qatar. I think he's booked uh, some some actual like playing time in Qatar as well. I I'd be disappointed if he if he didn't, especially if it's for the likes of. Uh, players that will not be named because you know you don't want to be mean to them but um yeah. no we can't be mean to christian seeing that uh jesus ferrer had four goals right he had four goals was yeah. not man in the match because he arguably missed as many chances um he's been wildly inconsistent i'm hoping this this four goal game is like gives him the confidence to do it again in, in the shirt but um that striker spot still makes me real nervous so makes me real nervous yeah, 100%. I, I hope it does help his confidence, like you said. Um, and even kind of like with that, he he's probably one of the – not I don't want to say one of the worst, but he's probably bottom half in the finishers of like that pool we have, including injured guys. But the rest of his game is so good. Like the rest of his game is top half. Like if he just found a little bit more finishing, I think that number nine spot would be his, no questions asked. Like – you know, you don't, you don't need to score four every match, but, like, you know, when a ball comes across the middle, can you head it over? Like, try not to at least get it on target, like that sort of thing. But um, one thing I did like about him starting, you know, that confidence, all that, but it also leaves the door open for Haji Wright to start against El Salvador, which is a bigger ask, so to speak, on the road, um, a much tougher opponent, obviously. And I think if Haji Wright, plays a decent game and has a goal or two, doesn't need to match his four. Um, I'd say he had a better uh, window than Ferreira, if that makes sense. Because just four goals against Granada, I'm not going to say expected because it's still incredible, but it's Granada. It, it, no, no, no. It's, it's, you can say that. It's, it's Granada. Honestly, they shouldn't have showed up to play. No disrespect. We would have gotten more out of a A versus B scrimmage. 90 minutes, Probably. get the refs out, and sell, sell the tickets for just as much as is the, the USMNT way, you know? <laughs> yeah, more people probably would have showed up. Honestly, probably, probably, you know, and that's, that's, that's another thing. I'm just, 
I wish that we weren't playing in this nation's league. I wish we were playing against better people, scheduling and some friendlies against Europeans, against African teams, maybe even a few Asian teams. Just not the tin pot nations that we're playing in here. It's it's bad for the U.S., Mexico, Canada, even Costa Rica. It's bad for it's it's just not a good look. And USA has got to change that. Yeah, definitely. And I think what magnifies that issue is come after December when the World Cup's over, they're not going to have a competitive game outside of the Nations League until the World Cup in 2026. So they need to do something about it. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff online that call Conambol and try and get an America's League rather than a Nations League. Like your same thing, but you know, take the top eight, put them in the pot A, top four in the U.S., North America, um, and then do it that way. So that way, you know, these teams in South America, the better ones are still getting meaningful games against South American countries and the big three, big four in CONCACAF, and not and neither side is having to, you know, do trips across the pond all the time and that sort of thing. It kind of keeps it closer to home. Um, and I think it would be a great opportunity to uh, for both of them. And Conambo, like, obviously they're going to look at money. And, you know, even though soccer is not a huge sport here, you know, American sport money. That's a different kind of money. So I think that would be advantageous for all parties if they did something like that, but it definitely needs to change. Yeah. And it, it would like, who, who needs like Panama and, and Bolivia anyway? Like, do like, you know, yeah, just swap them in for, for USA and, and Mexico, you know, if Canada's yeah. on the up and up, pop them in too. Like it's, yeah, it'd get everyone so much better. Cause even like yeah. those Panama's Bolivians, let's say they're getting stronger because they're playing against teams that are more on their level. They go up to Group B, and then they, they go to the Group A, and then they can fight for it. And then everyone's playing against people who are either stronger than them, a little bit stronger, a little bit less. And then you're always trying to improve and get better and better and better. And because, like, I don't know what the USA playing Granada, San Marino, Martinique, the St. Virgin Islands. I don't know what that does for either side besides, you know, sell a couple tickets. Nothing. It's just sitting in a block of 10 and getting dicked down. Basically it's, it's embarrassing for all parties, not constructive. Um, yeah. Yeah. All in all good, good window for the U S very pleased with them. And also very pleased with Cameron Carter Vickers. Um, great, great window. Hopefully he can come to Qatar. Um, I'd definitely like to have him over Aaron long. I'm going to, I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I defended him against you um for a while now because of his hot start in mls it doesn't matter it doesn't matter he's he's not he's not built for it get him out get him out and uh ccv's got a permanent move to reigning scottish premier league champs so yeah and yeah and kind of like with the striker thing it's going to be who who gets on the plane and who kind of plays the most it's going to be on club form club minutes that sort of thing Except um, for Walker Zimmerman, yeah, except, yeah. I think he, I think Take he's honestly, man, on the plane. honestly, man, like not only because he looks like Thor, not only because he's got a fucking sick name, he's just, he's, he really is our best center back, and it's not even close. Uh, I mean, his his defensive work is fantastic. He's deceptively athletic, if you know, you know, and he's got a pass on him. For a center back, he's got to he's got to move out of MLS, but they've got a thing going at Nashville. Um, you know, they got yeah. Reese Witherspoon, minority shareholder. <laughs> That's cool. He's playing for her. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, I, I think the World Cup and then the window right after in January, if he does what we know he can do, I think he'll see himself moving in January across the pond. And uh, with Walker Zimmerman, you know, if you watch his first game with the U.S. in qualifying to his last one, he's gotten better. He hasn't – he's gelled more with the group, obviously. You know, he's played a lot of games. But his play, his attributes, everything about him has improved. He's, like, grown into it and he's earned it. So, um, yeah, I definitely think he's one of the few, you know, dead-on, locked-in starters if, you know, the World Cup started tomorrow. Yeah, he's also one of the only ones that can seem to stay healthy. So, you know, that, that helps a lot, too. But, yeah, I mean, he is he is a Norse god, so hard to hurt him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any, other, any other burning thoughts about the USA's uh, little, little mini-friendly Nations League window we saw? That's still ongoing? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a hot take. Okay. Um, our fullback depth is much, much worse than it's perceived to be at both spots. I think um, – I am gonna. I don't want to say names again. We're being rude, and these guys are professionals. But, you know, Reggie Cannon, he didn't really play well against Granada. Against Granada. Uh, if I, I Personally, I trust Yedlin in the World Cup experience, been around the block. That's, that's the thing. Like, I trust his head more than Cannon's. Ability-wise, toss-up, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, now looking at that game, I can't trust, you know, um, Reggie Cannon against El Salvador on Tuesday. If I can't trust him against Granada at home. So, and then obviously left back, we know after Anthony, it's kind of, but uh, yeah, we really need Des to be like 100% healthy and Anthony to be 100% healthy. And to get Jogo to commit so we can, like, have at least some bright spot for the future um, or hopefulness at left back or something. I agree. I, I agree 100%. Um, Reggie Cannon, I, I don't even think he's a fullback at this point. I don't think he's good enough at soccer to be a fullback. Um, for club level, back three, right center back, I think that's a sweet spot. Maybe one day when we transcend into a higher form of footballing and we play – play a nice sexy three five two maybe he'll play maybe he'll play but until then um yeah i don't i don't think i'm i'm not very comfortable with him playing in a in a world cup match to be honest yedlin i trust dust anthony but you're missing one name one very important name and that's that's you know it, it is still concerning i'd probably like to have another one or two solid options but shaq moore is currently in the middle of playing for his la liga career this 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 coming next on a week from today, he, he's going to play the second leg at home. And if uh, if Tenerife win, I believe I'm saying that absolutely terribly wrong. Um, then they're going to be a La Liga club and he's going to be a La Liga left back. I don't we can't not bring him to Qatar if he's playing in La Liga, right? Yeah, if, he, if he's if he's starting yeah. in La Liga. Yeah, that's yeah, that's and like not absolutely like not putting uh, like jackass performances week after week and yeah. you know just be i didn't watch the game, game but he had a he had a seven one three seven blocks and interceptions I you mean, know that's if, if he's starting and he got and his team's in the playoff you know you don't get there you know with a bunch of weak links so yeah. hopefully they can go up and if he's playing every game i think it would behoove greg to uh yes 
get him in there. And even in September in those friendlies, I, if he gets up, uh, that's definitely something to give a look. And even if he doesn't get up, if he's been playing well, I do think that he should get a second look because we have nothing back yeah. there. Yeah, Bello. I, we're I we're like Bello. three injuries. Trust Scally. You, you know? Yeah. No. All right. I agree. I agree 100%. Everywhere else, though, I mean, striker, obviously, things figure out. Everywhere else on the field, just rock solid, world class. Nine points. Um, our next victim is then Senegal or the Netherlands. Probably lose to France after that. Be a good tournament. No. no? no. Smoke. I'd rather. Play They've been doing bad too. Mbappe got hurt. It listed. I'd rather play them than either of those two, without a doubt. All right. So we're. I guess we're going at least to the. That that would be the semis. I know. I think we lose to anyone's to tournament. No, impossible. We're not losing to the Netherlands. Senegal, I could see, just on some cheekiness, just an ugly game, and they win in the last minute on a counter. Jedi Robinson's all the way up the pitch. <laughs> All right, but um, yeah, after a quick word from our sponsors, we're going to go through some potential transfers for the Premier League. Um, might be brought to you by McDonald's Sweet Tea, might not be, I don't know. This episode of the We Call It Soccer Show is brought to you by Vizzy Hard Seltzers, one of the greatest, bestest, amazingest tasting hard seltzers on the market. They stand out with not only their flavor and quality assurance, but they stand out with their ability to provide key nutrients and vitamins to you in your daily diet. They provide antioxidant vitamin C from the Acelera Superfruit and almost all of their flavors. Go check them out if you're over the age of 21 in America. And if you can find them over in the UK, go check them out if you're over 18. I cannot stress enough. This is my favorite drink after a long day of work and watching a game on Saturday with my friends and family. Busy hard seltzers. Great taste. Great quality. Great buy. What's up? We're back. We call it soccer. And now we're going to do a, a little fun exercise in, uh, in, in dream transfers. Transfers that we want to happen. Transfers that we think would make sense. Um, we're going to try and keep it somewhat realistic. It's hard, you know, with all the rumors flying around. It seems like everybody's interested in so-and-so and such-and-such is being speculated to, to X club, you know. But we're, we're just going to throw out some ideas on there, see if any of them stick. We did ingest, say, Ivan Perisic to Spurs. So who knows? We And we also did kind of call some of Newcastle's first few moves. So... Maybe maybe some of these will be spoken into existence as well. You never know. Yeah, yeah. We, we are pretty good at seeing the future. Yes, we pay a little gypsy lady for that. Um, but anyway, we're going to break this up into a few weeks. And um, speaking of gypsy ladies, we're going to start with some clubs in London. Uh, Arsenal, first up. Um, this, one's, this one's a weird one because they're such a young squad. Um, they can obviously improve, but, you know, you, you do think they need some veteran leadership in there, but at the same time, you don't want to, you don't want to upset the project. You, you want to keep trusting the process because that's what it's all about. Um, and to that light, you know, shout out, shout out our good Arsenal fan friend. I would, I would really like them to make a move for Jonathan David um, after Vahovic got moved. Um, Alexander Isak had a just absolutely piss poor second half of the season. Didn't do a damn thing. Um, Nunez is on the move. Holland's a city player. Um, Mbappe's just way out of the question. <laughs> so 
How many young strikers are there? Not many. Jonathan David is really good. Had a great season in um on a somewhat depleted little team. So I, I think it's time for him to make a move up. Arsenal would be a great fit. And in terms of like stylistically, I think he's a very similar player to how Lacazette w- was playing for them when, you know, before he left. Although he did not score nearly any goals, he was great in the build up play, great at shielding people and, you know, laying it off to the young creative players around him Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, you know, th- all those guys. And he'd bring that and he'd also score more goals than Lacazette. I'm absolutely sure of that. Um, you know, I have a ton of respect for him after what he did to the USA. He just had a phenomenal game. Nearly everything he touched was perfect. So I, I think he'd fit really well, fits age profile, and um, that's a need. So, yeah, Jonathan David Arsenal, that is, that's what I want to see get done. I like it. I like it. I'm just a little worried about how much of that is actually the Tim Weah effect. Um, you know, we could see a massive drop-off. You know, the game against the U.S. way was still technically there, so it still had that power. Um, we've never seen him without him. <laughs> um, so, but in all seriousness, I like that move. Um, my first one is uh, also along those same lines, another young striker to kind of help um, the Arsenal get back going, get firing, and finish off some of these chances that they're good at creating. Um, someone you're familiar with, I pick Gabriel. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I think he fits him perfectly. He's fast. Um, there's been question marks about whether he can be a striker, whether he can't be, um, whether he's better at a winger. And I don't think that matters for Arsenal too much because push, push comes through shove and he can't be the striker. You solved another problem you have with the winger. And I think it would just, you know, check a lot of boxes for him. I am a big fan of him. He's good with the ball at his feet. He can finish a lot of chances. Um, you know, and he's very smart, and he also, like uh, we said, or you said with David, um, he fits that age group, age profile, while also having a ton, a ton of Premier League experience and winning Premier League experience and your European experience as well with City. So um, I think this is someone who could uh, be the spearhead of a new Arsenal attack. Does he want to go from being a winner to being a loser? If the winner doesn't want you anymore and the loser's paying you 200 a week to play every week and still play in the Premier League at a big club and live in a better city, yeah, probably. Yeah, nah, that's a good point with the lifestyle. No-brainer. I've never been to Manchester, but the people in London talk about the North with great disdain, so I'm sure it's not that great of a city. Um, yeah, millions yeah. on Arsenal, too. Yeah. So, more than City, probably, just off the top of my head. So, they would have two Gabriels in the start. Oh, they could have three. They could have three Brazilian Gabriels. Well, yeah, that right. in the starting line. Make program. it happen. Make it happen. All right, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. For, forget Jonathan David. <laughs> Triple G is obviously what we all need in the Premier League. Um, yeah, I would love to see that. Love to see that. Um, all right, who do you want to do next? Is it Chelsea? Oh, you only have one for us? All right, should we do another? Did we do another one? Oh, yeah, I, I put right. a couple down for each. Oh, to keep going, sir. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll just do, we'll just do these two quick. Um, winger issue at Arsenal. 
Um, I think get a cheap option who is a proven winner and it has a contract running down at his current club, isn't really needed at his current club anymore. Um, and kind of a, an outcast, so to speak. Let me see Marco Asensio in an Arsenal kit next year, playing under Arteta, playing with Jesus up top, playing with that midfield and just doing whatever it may be. I think he'd be a perfect fit for them. A little bit on the more experienced side, he's still pretty young. He's not old by any means, but uh, yeah, I think that would be a good, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a good um, signing, whether it be depth, whether it be starter, whatever it is, and a very cost-effective one as well. And he's better than Pepe, so there you go. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a good shot. I like it. You know, whenever Asensio is asked to perform, he always does. So I, I would like to see if, you know, he could put a healthy run of form together, get some games in with the Gunners. It'd, it'd be good. It'd be good. And, um, yeah, I love that. I love that. It's yeah. amazing. What, what's your other one? And then um, I'll just say the other – actually, two, I'll just say them. Uh, Ruben Neves and Zinchenko, I think, are both two signings that would enormously help this team and provide Premier League experience, proven Premier League experience, keep within that age profile yet again, and then, uh, you know, just add quality to a team and kind of play the way that Arteta, I think, has set up his team to play. Um, and – yeah, yeah, and then you also have versatility with those two guys as well. We see what Zinchenko can do with Ukraine. We see what he does with City. Um, and I, as you know, or I think you know at least, uh, I don't like Kieran Tierney at all. I don't think he's that good. So I think Zinchenko would just slot in right over him, and it'd be end of day. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't feel the same way about Tierney, but I do agree. Sinchenko is is a is a great player. I, I think that'd be a good move as well. He definitely deserves to to go play somewhere every week. Um, I think United would also be be a good fit, but you know he'd be yeah. a scumbag, I guess, for that. Who knows? Um, we'll see. Neves isn't isn't um United also also interested in Ruben. I think Ali was the Ali regime. I haven't heard okay. much of him with the uh, um, Ten Hag. So, um, but yeah, he's definitely been a name linked with them a lot. Uh, but I think he'd be a better fit for Arsenal. The price tag Wolves put on him is kind of super insane. real, unrealistic. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I don't think they. That's like a price tag you put on United and have them negotiate down. When you go to Arsenal and you ask that, they're going to laugh and hang up the phone, and they'd probably block your number. So, okay. um, yeah, seventy um, million pound for Ruben Neves is steep. If Arsenal can get it done for like 40, 35, 35, 45, I think that's that's a good deal both sides. I think it'd be a really good move. Yeah, I mean they need a player like that, Granite Jaka. I mean he's still as of right now they need him in the team, yeah. so they need to address that and make them not need him. So yeah, exactly. Ruben Neves would accomplish that. Um, I guess, I guess I'll throw another one out there. I think they could definitely use another center back. Um, and just, just as more like a depth rotational option. If, if one of them isn't doing too well, bless you, then, you know, he can step in and, you know, get it, get it done or, you know, who knows push for the starting spot. Um, and this might be a little too big too soon. There's rumors about him for crystal palace. Arsenal should buy Chris Richards. They should they should buy Chris Richards. 
And um, who knows, maybe he can, they can start playing a back three more often. Um, they'd be great there. Ben White in the middle, Chris Richards on one side. That's a phenomenal passing range from the back. And, you know, Mikel likes to play out the back. And uh, both Ben White and Gabrielle have been inconsistent because they're young. So it's just good to have a, a deputy that's not Rob Holden because you can see you can see how that really just <laughs> destroys your whole season, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Up the gunners. Up the gunners. Um, all right. So yeah, that's 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 Arsenal. Who is a transfer you would like to see the blues Chelsea make? Chelsea. Um, I'll I'll start with another obvious out. Um, another obvious out would be uh, Lukaku. I just think that experiment never took off. Never really started. Uh, definitely a failure. So, yeah, I just think he needs to get out. I don't think he's doing anyone any good by kind of, you know, being uh, on that team. He wants to go back to Inter. He's twerked for Inter since he arrived in London, um, you know, willing to take half a pay cut to go back. All this, the fans don't want to – yeah, no, he's, he's simping. So, clearly, uh, he doesn't want to be there. New owners, new regime, too. So, I think it's time to just wipe it clean. No, wipe this – ooh, jeez. Wipe the slate clean and no hard feelings, and then uh, send him on his way. But that's probably that's my most important move for them this summer. Try and get money for the cup. Um, yeah, I think there's a far more pressing need, though. I think he's not the most important exit. The most important exit at the club is to to free the shackles that are on the the life and career of Christian Pulisic. Um, this Chelsea experiment has clearly not worked out because there's a terrorist man in charge. His name is Thomas Tuchel. And um, he's not been given a fair shot. He, he simply hasn't. He gets into form. It, it, he doesn't get the consistent starts. He's, he plays wherever you want him to, does whatever you need him to. And he's just, he's just not been given his fair shake while this, while this cock Timo Werner just gets trotted out there time and time again to miss chance and chance and chance and chance. And it's, it's, it's honestly ridiculous. Um, he's not going to get a second contract there, so they should try and recoup what they paid for him now. They're not going to get that full price. But, you know, obviously reuniting with Klopp, that's what I want to see. That's, that's, I feel like he would thrive at Liverpool. But I don't know. I don't know where he goes after that because it's tough. Uh, United obviously could use him, but I don't want him to go to a club like that. He's not going to play consistently at City um, and at Chelsea, too. That's where he's at. I wouldn't wish, wish Spurs upon him as well. But after that, where can he go? Because, you know, you're not yeah. guaranteed at Barca. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he needs to move down a step, not, not, not really play at one of the biggest clubs in the world at, in, uh, for the sake of getting consistent playing time. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, like you mentioned, only – like any possibility of two of those teams in the big six uh, going for him. Like you said, maybe someone right outside of it could be interested in him uh, or a move abroad. Um, you know, maybe a team like Juventus, Milan. Uh, so try another league, try and get his uh, staff better. But I also don't think he's that type of player to leave. I think he really wants to stay and he'd rather earn his spot from someone who hates him 
and once in dead, uh, then, you know, run out of dodge, which is a great quality to have, but it's also going to hurt him. Wow. That, that just really, that, that's so true. He's just such a, just such a stand up guy, American hero. Yeah. Sick haircut. He's he's not going to back down from the challenge of a man who, like you said, hates him and wants him to die. Yeah, yeah. He wants to All prove right. him wrong and help the team, and it. especially that because Tuchel, I think, still looks at him as Dortmund Christian, the little scrawny teenager, not strong, not this. He's not looking at the Christian that gets kicked thirty four times a game in Concacaf that comes home with bloody ankles and bloody shins, and you know what? He's taking home the match ball too. He needs to see that Christian, the guy who he's played at right wing back and actually did a decent job for someone who's not that position. And then somebody who's bounced all over the field, giving inconsistent minutes to, who has a better goal and assist ratio per 90 than a starboard Mason Mount. So, and that's facts. And that's just facts right there. That is just facts right there. Nothing else. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he needs to. For Christian's sake, I hope it works out for him at Chelsea. I would rather him be happy and playing meaningful minutes. Um, I like him in the Premier League. I think he's very well suited to the Premier League. Liverpool, you know, I still think, even though they're going to lose Mane, I still think they're losing Salah, without a doubt. And I think, you know... FSG are cheap. They let Mookie Betts walk. Salah's no Mookie Betts. It would, it would uh, it would be, it would be cool. So just for him, I hope, I hope everything works out. Yeah, it would be nice if we work out, win him another Champions League. That'd be, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, um, I, I think they need to, they need to sign a center back as well, though. Chelsea yes. do, and um, a name that I think would be a good fit is, I'm forgetting his name. Why am I forgetting his name? He's the he's the Danish lad on Brentford. Danish, the Danish center back on Brentford. I know it is out of left field, but he's he's a he's a really good player, and I'm forgetting his name. Terrible. Something Christopher Ayer, Chris Christopher Ayer. Yes, Ayer, Christopher Ayer. Um, that they should sign him. Um, there's rumors of him getting a move already to a bigger club. Um, and who can blame them? They stayed up, had an amazing season for their first time back in the Premier League since before the war. Um, just, you know, he, he's a phenomenal player. Can play right back, left back, center back, big, tall, strong, likes to get up the pitch. And, you know, they're losing Rudiger. I think he would be a, a perfect replacement. And then he could also, you know, fill in for the Tiago Silva role and, you know, provide that distribution as well. So I, I want to see them make a move for a center back and the center back I would pick is Christopher Iyer. I like that. I like that a good bit. Um, yeah, they definitely need a center back. Um, Iyer would be a really good cost-effective one too. They wouldn't have to break the bank um, or anything like that. So I, for one, am for it. Uh, I think that's a really good deal. Um, and Brentford could use the money, you know, pump out another one, you know, just keep Become a feeder. Become a feeder and stay up. That's your goal. Uh, and uh, my second guy, also a center back, a little bit more on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, more well-known. Um, you know, he's been linked with Paris Saint-Germain. They just had a bid turned down for him recently as well of around $43 million. 
And I think Chelsea should be going after Milan Skriniar. Um, I think he fits well. I think it's a, he's a Tuchel player, out and out, and he's you know a solid center back. Also, someone who has been linked with a move away for so long that I just sort of feel it's inevitable to happen. Um, I think Chelsea will be priced out of a Kunde deal because I think Kunde is still their number one target. But I've seen some ridiculous reports of how much Sevilla want, and even though um, Toddy Boy up top, the new owner, you know he he spends money evident with his other uh, teams that he owns. I don't think he's an idiot. You know, he's going to he's gonna do business, do it well, do it smart, but also, um, you know, make the team better. And I think this kind of falls in line with that whole persona that he has. Yeah, that's um. so in terms of being priced out, who who would is it just a matter of Sevilla asking for too much or is there another club that could potentially buy him for that? Oh, no, I, I, it's, it's Sevilla. Sevilla are. Um, I mean, last summer he they wanted like eighty five. I think if I remember right, which Good is player. more than Harry Maguire. <laughs> it's better than Harry Maguire. Yeah, okay. yeah. But um, just to kind of put that, how ridiculous that price tag is for a center back. Not even Virgil Van Dyke costs that much. Um, Ruben Diaz inflation costs that much. And inflation. now that price has only gone up. I've seen reports that it's closer in the triple digits, that sort of thing. So. And gas is five dollars, man. Like I, I, I think this is just a going <laughs> yeah. rate for 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 what could be a world class player in in a few years. That's true. That's true. Um, I I think it's it's more cost effective to go after screening out though you're getting. It's still a very good player. Doesn't have the upside as Kunde. Not many center backs in the world currently do. Um, and, and you know, even an alternative to the screening could be Kimpembe. Uh, PSG are kind of all over the place right now, hiring a new um, director of football, Kylian Mbappe, um, and <laughs> sporting director, all that, that stuff. And he so, gave Posh the sack, man. Yeah, gave him the sack. Mbappe's you know, ruthless. To go. Ruthless. But uh, yeah, I, I could see, I could see maybe a clear outcome, and if Chelsea put in a bid, 60, 65. Who knows? Who knows? Throw money at him. See what sticks. You know, man? And uh, I think Keen Pembe, he's friendship with Thiago Silva, partnership with Thiago Silva already. They know each other. You know, it's, you know, fitting a circle into a circle hole. So, dude. <laughs> FIFA players would be so mad if Kimpembe got a Premier League move. Yeah, oh, my God. The links. The links. I mean, they're already there, but. Just hyperlink now. It's it would be. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you got me thinking now. Like, do, are there any are there any early rumors for who's going to replace Poch at PSG? Any any childhood coaches? Is is Mbappe going to hire his his uncle Rufus to coach the team? Maybe who knows? Um, I I don't. I'll throw this out there now. I do not think Zinedine Zidane will be the man. Um, I know I, if I had to say in my, who I think it should be, or who gun to your head, Christopher Gaitier. I don't know if I'm saying the last name, right? Gaitier. Not sure. Uh, former little guy, former little manager, French league experience. Good with youth. Um, you know, I think that's someone who kind of fits right up with there with, uh, the new sporting directors, Ali, that sort of thing. So that would be my running and, yeah, so I would go him. I don't really think there's anyone else available at the moment. 
besides Zidane, who they'd want to go after, right? Because they tried to contact uh, Jose Mourinho, and he said no already. So, as he should, he 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 he. I'm so happy for Jose Mourinho. You got me on another tangent. It's it's so great that they won the uh, Europa Conference League, and he's really found a found a real football family at Rome, and he. It's so he was just jaded by the politics and the money in football, by the bullshit, and now he's found a club that that just loves him and loves the process and loves loves what the sport's really about, and I'm just I'm just so happy that that he's happy and and that he's he's fucking back. Jose is back. Yeah, good for him. I'm definitely happy to. They're see making him. the Champions League next year. They might. One hundred percent by by winning the Europa League. And top four. They were doing both. They're doing both. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We did a... Tammy Abraham golden boot. He might be on the move. Arsenal are also interested in... Really? Why would he go back? I don't I don't see any reason why he should go back. He's... It's, it's a new country, new experience. He's in Rome. Maybe he's less money. A lot less money. But he's banging in the goals, man. Like, And, and they love him there. You can't replace that. No, you can't. You could you end up like Kevin Durant if you go chasing that around. Very true. Hated by all. Yeah. Um, do you have any more Chelsea transfer moves? Any anything else for them? Um, no, I think uh, I think that's it for the time being with the with the blues. All right. Um, next on our London clubs list is Fulham. I'm gonna kick it off a transfer that I really want to see Fulham make and it, this is it's it's mainly because they lost Fabio Carvalho. Um, I, I would like to see him loan back from Liverpool. Honestly, I feel like he's not going to play at all there. Jurgen says otherwise, but you know he's a lion, crooked teeth bastard. So we yeah. we can't really trust him at the end. He also said that the day that you know football was like this, he would no longer in a job, and you know his 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 bonus is deposited just like everybody else's. So I don't know. Crazy. Anyway. Um, look, Fulham's got a history with Americans. They got two on the team already, and it's time to add a third. They need some dynamism in the midfield. They need a younger player, a somewhat creative player, and someone who's going to butter the biscuit when Mitrovic and inevitably goes from scoring 40 goals to scoring less than 10 somehow, because that's going to happen as well. And it, maybe it might not. And either way, this is a great move. Pop the check for Weston McKinney. Um, I think Juve is asking for 40 or something. They've got the money. They, they can make the move. Pop the check for Weston McKinney. He will change that team. They need some youth in the center of the park. They got experienced English football league vets all around, but they would have Harry Wilson and Bobby Reed on the wings. Weston McKinney as the, as the move it around midfield, kind of just like in a free Weston role. And then, <laughs> then Mitrovic up top. <laughs> yeah, they need they need to pop the check. Um, they they, they need to pop the check for for Weston McKinney or wow. a younger dynamic midfielder in general. But that's the one that I want to see. Wow, wow! I I did not expect that. I honestly thought you were gonna say Luca Delatore for a second. No, they need better than that. Um, Luke is good and all, but they need they need. They need a guy who's going to butter some biscuits. Like uh, I really was thinking of Connor Gallagher. Like that's who I wanted. Like who who is the closest player to Connor Gallagher that kind of makes sense for Fulham? 
And I was like, it's Weston McKinney. He, he's moving up and down the field all over the place. Will get stuck in and defend and has experience playing on a shit team before, but can also provide that spark ball carrying. If, you know, it would be a great place to hopefully him, him, him hit a bit of form in the premier league before the world cup. I just, I see it. I, I see it. I see him being the next true American hero for, for Fulham. Not, not no Tim Ream respect to Jed, not no Anthony Robinson, like a true Clint Dempsey type, keeping him in the league, finishing in a European spot one year. Who knows? Um, um, yeah, I, something inside of me says, um, I don't, I don't think Weston would agree to that move. It would be a fantastic, fantastic, absolutely fantastic move for Spurs, or not Spurs. Well, it would be for Spurs, but uh, for Fulham, just, um, you know, and I, I just can't see it happening, to be honest. Um, I do think, however, it would be good. Yeah, you kind of just threw me off track. I was not expecting that. Which I really I know don't. it's a bit ambitious, but like the the price I've been hearing for for Juventus is like around forty mil. If it's you know the right deal, though, they they'd be amenable to selling Weston. So they've got the money. They they really just have got the money at the end of the day, and they need to they need to do something with it if they want to stay in the premier league that's like if you don't want a yo-yo you need to make a fucking move and that's a move that makes a difference especially when you're losing your he, he wasn't their best but he's their most talented offensive player fabio carvalho was yeah yeah um i, I like it I, I, if it happens it happens i don't think it would um i a return home for luca would be nice uh he spent a lot of years in that loose youth system. So get him back home. And, uh, and also another name that I thought you were going to say when you said American was uh, Georgie Milohajevic. He could use a move that. too. But again, like, I, like this is so, so Fulham can stay up, you know, like I, I'm sure Luca De La Torre and uh, Georgie Milohajevic would have solid seasons, maybe in the premier league. But I, I don't think they're good enough to really be difference makers. And this is a this is a difference maker kind of sign because they need that. They, they need more right. difference makers. Metro, who knows? I, I'm I'm hoping that fingers crossed he can not do what he did the, his first go around in the Prem and like actually score a bunch of goals because he he does it with Serbia against legit competition. So it's not. I I don't think he can't do it, but I'm I don't know. He he kind of gives me shades of Pookie. Uh, yeah, I, uh, but he did break the record, just absolutely smashed it. And then Ivan Tony had, but Ivan Tony's got so much more to his game though. And that's why he's, he's good. And I think it transferred, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, my, my transfer on relates okay. to Mitrovic. Um, yeah, I, the term baseball, um, it's a four, a player, you know, cause there's single a, double a, triple a, the majors, and there are those players that do really, really good in AAA, like bat 300, 325, you know, kill the ball, great OPS, and they get to the majors and they're batting a buck 50, you know, can't get on base, that sort of thing. And they're just way too good for AAA, but not good enough for the big league. And I think that is described Mitrovic perfectly. Um, 
I think he's, you know, he'll kill the championship because he's too good for it. But something about him is just not good enough for the Premier League. And that is why I suggest you bring in a backup to him, someone who can play as a striker, someone who can play as a 10, um, you know, maybe a little bit out wide, get him moving. He's very athletic. But get on loan, maybe get an option to buy in there from Tottenham Hotspur, Troy Parrott. The Irish international, um, he recently scored a beautiful goal against Scotland in the Nations League um, and a beautiful pass from Michael Obafemi, who I also suggest Fulham should go after. Um, he'll be super cheap and he's dynamic as well. But Troy, I think, is a different type of player. He has that classy movement about him. He's good carrying the ball forward. He takes up good spots. You know, he's not as... Um, exciting as an Obafemi, but Fulham don't need an exciting. They need a results. You know, the saying they have in America, we don't drink for fun, we drink for results. Uh, they don't play soccer for fun, they play for results over at Fulham to stay up. And I think, uh, you know, if Mitrovic has a down year, he's someone who has a spark, he has something to prove, you know, he wants to prove to Spurs that he can be their guy. And, you know, he does it, Fulham attach a buy option, promise him playing time next year. Maybe he stays, goes back to Spurs, plays the Spurs, whatever it may be. Um, but I think that's a no win-win option for him, you know, for both sides. If uh, Troy went there, 20 years old, 6'1", the Dublin lad, um, I think it'd be good for him. Dublin lad. Um, I like that. I love that, actually. Um, the, you know, I, I have no idea who that is, but I'm going to trust you on it. Um, if he scored a beautiful goal, helped beat down the fucking Scots, then he's he's got my love, of course. Um, and he's Irish, so that's a good thing. I'll check him out after this, but um, I like that. In the, in the same idea, you know, lone player from a bigger Premier League club that's probably not going to play so much. Um, I think Billy Gilmore could go out on loan again. I think Fulham would be a great landing spot. Um, again, that I really like that midfield is concerning. It's, it's championship level and they're going to get shit house and played around if they don't address it with some, with some younger dynamic players and um, Billy Gilmore, Ethan and Padu, either one, I, I, you know, get them, get them on loan for the season. Um, also, I think, you know, God bless Tim Ream, but why not sign the new Tim Ream? Why not sign Walker Zimmerman? Um, they have Tosin Adebayo, um, completely butchered his last name, but he used to be at City, he used to play at Leeds when they came up to the championship. He's got experience in the Premier League. He is a solid, solid player. Um, Walker Zimmerman, though, is not good enough for the Premier League, and he still starts for them most of the time. So, um, yeah, get the new one. They have the same hairstyle similar you know attributes in terms of their passing ability except walker is way younger Same and they're both just true blue-blooded americans yeah i mean it it could it, it really makes an abundance of sense he needs a move out of the mls they need a center back preferably an american so yeah i i love it i love it um i'd love to see Walker and the uh, or Walker Zimmerman don't want to get you too confused. I know I was going to put on my full Fulham jersey. It's like you can see it now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'll wear Walker on the back so you can just buy it. Be like, yeah. You have no idea how much I want that to happen. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Like Walker, the Brazilian. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, it's a big Zim. Uh, That would be a good signing for Fulham, definitely. Um. And 
Oh yeah. Um, last one. Keep it super short for them because I, I don't think it needs much explaining. They need a goalie. Um, we saw how important Ariola was when he was on Fulham. A solid goalie can do you very, very well. Um, Dean Henderson, Sheffield. That train kind of keeps going. But uh, Burn Leno from Arsenal. He's out. Arsenal have three goalkeepers now. Ramsdale staying. The the heir to Ramsdale's throne is coming up in Matt Turner. And then <laughs> Leno, he's the odd man out, I think. Makes sense for everyone involved. Arsenal need to get rid of him. Leno wants to play in the Premier League. Fulham need a goalkeeper. Make it happen. I love that. That would be a solid, solid move. Leno's not a bad keeper. Um, he got too much blame at Arsenal for, you know, he was surrounded by a bunch of idiots. And when you're surrounded by idiots, you're gonna put you're gonna put bad film on the field. That's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, I agree with the goalkeeper signing though, similar signing. Just going to keep it American again. Um, Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson. You saw what he did versus Uruguay. MLS champ. I mean, he's been solid for years. Let's, let's get his big move. And, you know, when, when, the lights are, when the lights are brightest, Sean Johnson shines the most. That's, that's as simple as it is. There's, he, he's a serial winner, uh, proven competitor. And, um, or, or the Jamaican guy on um, – on Philly Union, their goalkeeper. We always have trouble scoring against Jamaica. He's another one surrounded by idiots. He's quality, quality lad, quality player. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah, I definitely think it would work. And it sucks for Leno. He lost the job because he got hurt twice. Yeah. You know? I mean, Ramsdale's really good, though. He's uh Yeah, but if Leno didn't get hurt, he'd still be on the bench. You know, there would have been no Maybe. reason to play Ramsdale and see that he's good. Same thing happened with him and Emmy. And uh, maybe a few errant back passes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that'd be good all around. All right. Um, so for the sake of time, we, we've gone about 40 minutes on this. So I, I, let's just save, let's just save Spurs for next week. Pick it up there. Um, the Mets lost. Um, the Phils are back. The NBA Finals is going on. It's 2-2. Seth Curry with an all-time performance in Game 4 that our buddy was at. He got to witness He got to witness one of the best players of all time just take out his nuts and fucking drag them all over his team on their floor in his city. Yeah. Is it even, is it even his city anymore? It's Steph's city now. Steph's city. He's got an MVP chance there, so... I thought the Celtics were going to win. I, I still, you know, I'm, I, I would like to stay firm. I'd like to believe it, but goddamn, can you can't do anything about that, man? If if Warriors win first game back home, you can't beat Game Six. You cannot. You cannot beat Game Six, Clay. You can't. Ooh, Game Six, Clay. Is that yeah, a? He, he's literally a meme. That's a. It's it's. He's... Charles Barkley guarantee. Guaranteed. You know, especially when they when the boys get banging down low, as a uh, big Chuck would say, it's just gonna free up space for big clay. When a dude's just banging you, <laughs> national treasure, Charles Barkley. All right, we will catch you guys next week for more speculative transfers, more transfers, and some more USA propaganda until you know the real soccer starts back up. Um, yeah, that's Michael. I'm Walker. We call it soccer. Yeah.